Hello, my name is Jacob Schondel. I am the Webmaster and Media and Technology Committee Chair for Shepherd of the Valley, and you are listening to the ShepherdCast, the weekly podcast from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Sandyville, Ohio. Each week, we bring you our weekly sermon in audio form, as well as our weekly Bible readings. We thank you for joining us for worship, as even though you may not have been able to join us on Sunday morning, we are glad to have you with us through this podcast. Now, if you like what you hear, and you're able, and you live in the Northeast Ohio area, we invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. You can learn more about our worship experience at sotvchurch.com slash worship. In case you're curious what the readings are for this Sunday, or you would like to follow along in your Bible, we will be taking a look at the readings listed in our show notes for today's episode. Also, when we read our readings, those come out of the NRSV translation of the Bible. So, without further ado, here's this week's readings read by our lay reader, followed by the Gospel and Sermon by the Rev. Scott J. Anderson. Good morning. Good morning. The first lesson is taken from Isaiah. Chapter 49, verses 1 through 7. Listen to me, O coastlands. Pay attention, you peoples from far away. The Lord called me before I was born. While I was in my mother's womb, he named me. He made my mouth like sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me a polished arrow. In his quiver, he hid me away. Then he said to me, you are my servant. Israel, in whom I will be glorified. But I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and vanity. Yet surely my cause is with the Lord, and my reward with my God. And now the Lord says, who formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, and that Israel might be gathered to him? For I am honored in the sight of the Lord, and my God has become my strength, he says. It is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the survivors of Israel. I will give you as a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and his Holy One, to one deeply despised, abhorred by the nations, the slave of rulers, kings shall see and stand up princes, and they shall prostrate themselves because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel who has chosen you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We will read responsively Psalm 40 verses 1 through 11. I waited patiently upon the Lord who stooped to me and heard my cry. The Lord of the desolate pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a high cliff, making my footing sure. The Lord put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many shall see and stand in awe and put their trust in the Lord. Happy are they who trust in the Lord. They do not trust to enemies or those who follow lies. Great are the wonders you have done, O Lord my God. In your plans for us, none can be compared with you. Oh, that I could make them known and tell them 
but they are more than I can count. Sacrifice and offering you do not desire. You have opened my ears. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. And so I said, here I am, I come. In the scroll of the book, it is written of me. I love to do your will, O oh my God. Your law is deep within me. I proclaim righteousness in the great assembly. I have not restrained my lips, O oh Lord, you know. Written your righteousness in my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your deliverance. I have not concealed your steadfast love and truth from the great assembly. You are the Lord. Do not withhold your compassion from me. May your steadfast love and your truth continually keep me safe. The second lesson is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. Paul, called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and our brothers, Sosthenes, to the church of God that is in Corneth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, together with all those who in every place call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given to you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have been enriched in him, in speech and in knowledge of every kind, just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By him you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter, beginning at the 29th verse. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. Lord. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I have said, after me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Holy Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, he on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, what are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translates means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come 
and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. And let us pray. Gracious and wonderful God, we love you, we praise you, we give you thanks. We ask, dear Lord, uh, to be a means of grace to us. We thank you for the invitation uh, to... uh, Uh, come and see. Fill us with your Holy Spirit that we may come and see your love, your grace. We thank you, dear Lord, for all that you have done for us. Help us to be Epiphany Christians to make you known. In this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So it's probably my car. Uh, It's a white Ford uh, parked next to mine. Okay. That's quite all right. (laughs) After this uh, commercial announcement, and then this is going to seem very anticlimactic as a result. uh, So, uh, yeah. (laughs) All right. I have in my hand, as everyone can plainly see, an envelope. It has been hermetically sealed on the front porch of Funkin' Wagnalls. No one in this congregation knows the contents of this envelope, but Karnak and I are the only ones who will be able to discern the contents of this envelope. So I ask for silence, please, which is what normally Karnak and I do uh, get when we do this bit. Matthew. Chapter 8, verse 4. And Jesus said to him, Make certain that you say nothing to anyone. What Bible verse do most Lutherans base their evangelism on? Make certain you say nothing to anyone. So, 
And uh, we can laugh at that be, at ourselves because it's probably true. You know, it's uh, our evangelism in the past, uh, if you look over the centuries, has been, uh, okay, who came over the boat? Are you German, Lutheran, uh, Swedish Lutheran, Norwegian Lutheran? Here, go to this community and there you go. Uh, the other thing was to have baby Lutherans. Uh, those were our two forms of Lutheranism. But uh, in this day and age, uh, we need to rethink what it means to be Lutheran, uh, to be evangelical Lutheran. Uh, we always kind of hide that E uh, in our uh, abbreviation of ELCA. And we appropriate uh, the biblical understanding of evangelical, which is, means bringing good news. And so we are called to bring good news. Uh, and if there isn't, uh, I think, a more appropriate time in this day and age in 21st century America to bring good news, uh, boy, I really don't know what time uh, in our nation's history uh, it is. So what, how do we go about being evangelical Lutherans? How do we go about uh, bringing the good news to be Epiphany Christians, uh, to bring the light of Christ uh, into the lives of people? Uh, to be, as the servant song that we heard in Isaiah, a light to the nations. How do we go about doing that? Well, uh, we've been given some partial answers in this season of Epiphany already. Uh, we heard uh, two weeks ago uh, from the other wise man. Uh, and that one of the ways in which uh, we can bring and make Christ known uh, to the nations is love. It is uh, that process of loving our neighbor. Uh, and in the process, we love God uh, in, in loving our neighbor. Last week, we heard of Peter and his epiphany uh, at the house of Cornelius. And again, uh, that sense of obedience to God's righteousness uh, is another way we can bring uh, Christ uh, and make Christ known and be, have Christ revealed. Uh, so uh, all of this uh, helps and shapes our evangelism, uh, which uh, is a really wonderful theme in our gospel text today. Now, uh, as we talked about in our Wednesday Bible study uh, this past week, uh, the question was, who, me, uh, evangelize? Uh, and we find out too that uh, in the biblical record, uh, there is a very beautiful honesty uh, about that. Uh, for example, uh, we talked about Moses. Now, we would all claim that Moses is one of those biblical Hall of Famers uh, and everything else. But Moses uh, wasn't exactly keen on the idea of what God was telling him to do, go back to Egypt where he had committed murder uh, and to let his people go free. Uh, and having known what was going on in Egypt at the time, not an easy task whatsoever. Moses comes up with five not one, but five excuses uh, not to do what God was calling him to do. Guess what? 
God won. Uh, you know, uh, Moses uh, uh, relented and uh, did exactly what God had chosen him to do. So it's only natural for us uh, as humans to come up with excuses not to evangelize. And you probably can think of uh, many. I know I can myself. Uh, don't know the Bible enough. Uh, haven't memorized uh, Luther's small catechism in a while. Uh, I don't know what to say. I don't want to sound too pushy. I don't want to do this or that. I don't want to offend anybody. Uh, and we really just need to be who we are. And, and that is uh, to be Christian. And so there's some really wonderful guidelines, I think, uh, in this uh, passage from John that help us uh, in terms of how we go about bringing the good news. Uh, and that is, I think, the best way to describe evangelism. First of all, John the Baptist points out, here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now, uh, John is very intentional about this. Now, John is not saying, follow me and I will lead you to Christ. Rather, John is just making it very simple and straightforward. Here. Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of our world. It is important, I think, for us that whenever we talk about evangelism, that our primary motivation for it is simply this. Point people to God. Uh, our motivation should not be the infamous butts and bucks. Uh, you know, the thing that is important here is pointing to Jesus, pointing to what God has done, what God continues to do, and what God will be doing. It is important for us just to share that good news. That's the important thing uh, in evangelism, is just saying, here, Here's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now notice, too, uh, John uh, says this twice. And I think that that's a good thing, too, because it helps us to understand that when we talk about God, uh, we need to be intentional and we need to be persistent. Uh, and we need to be consistent in, in all of that. Uh, we need... Uh, to be reminded that it's going to take some time. Uh, for example, uh, uh, in the Synoptic Gospels, we hear of the parable of the sower. And if you recall that parable, what happens with the word of God and how the seed is thrown about? It's only one out of a four chance that you get good soil. And I think even then in this day and age, that's a little optimistic. Uh, and, uh, but we can still hope, uh, one out of four. Uh, and then again, there's varying yields uh, that happen uh, with that good soil. So our expectations then is uh, to be persistent, to be consistent uh, in, in our proclamation uh, to let people know of who God is. Also to notice something uh, in that gospel, and it's a little... Uh, Oh, I think subtle. Uh, John is talking with his disciples. Now, in the other uh, gospel texts, uh, we know that crowds 
were coming to John the Baptist and being baptized. He had a lot of followers, a lot of disciples. How many disciples decided to follow Jesus? Two. <laughs> Considering the number of people who are following John, we got two. So again, uh, that's one of the things that we shouldn't be uh, despondent about, uh, that uh, we just simply share. And uh, we let that seed fall on good soil and uh, let God do the growth. Now, the beauty of it, though, is what happens with those two. Well, uh, Andrew was one of the two. He then tells Peter, and Peter says, hey, Look what's going on. Uh, we have found the Messiah. Uh, Philip uh, is also one of the new uh, disciples of Jesus. And he tells Nathaniel, and he uses the same words that Jesus uses to those first two disciples. And that is simply this. Come and see. Very simple. Very eloquent. Uh, we don't need... Uh, a degree from the seminary uh, to do this. Uh, it is simply come and see. Come and experience. Uh, first of all, there is the word come. And uh, in the Greek, uh, it's one of my favorite words. It's the most irregular verb in any language, and that's erkamai. And it has a dual meaning. It means either to come or to go. Uh, and so for me, who has a hard time figuring out whether I'm coming or going, uh, this is a wonderful word. And so there is this word come. And so it's an invitational word to enter into this journey with Jesus, to enter in uh, intentionally what uh, our, our lives to be with Jesus, to let Jesus direct us to experience this Jesus, to take the risk in following Jesus. And from the synoptics, we also know that beautiful formula of being this disciple of Jesus, to deny oneself, take up the cross, and follow Jesus. Not always easy. Not always easy. But the invitation is to come and take that risk to trust Jesus. To really be able to have that wonderful experience of faith. Uh, again, uh, Walt Wengren has this wonderful uh, expression so that uh, we should be faithing. You know, uh, and that is that faith shouldn't be a noun, but it should be a verb. Uh, and that's kind of the way it is in the Greek. Uh, it is uh, making that faith alive, to do faith, um, just as we use the word love. It is having that uh, part and parcel of our words and our actions, our thinking, to be one of faithing. Uh, to trusting uh, in uh, this God. And then come and see. It is to experience this Jesus firsthand. 
This is the invitation that we have. And this is the invitation that I think um, the assistant to the bishop, uh, Julianne Smith, shared with us uh, in our lives uh, here at our worship, uh, not worship, but our evangelism workshop. It is uh, this sense then of not extending beyond ourselves, not pretending to be someone else or something else, but rather just to be ourselves. Again, John the Baptist does a beautiful job of this uh, in our reading this morning. John shares about what took place at the baptism of Jesus. Now, John doesn't talk about all the other things about Jesus. He doesn't talk about the birth of Jesus. He wasn't there. Uh, and all this other stuff uh, that he could say about Jesus, he doesn't. He just says with what he knows, what he has experienced. And that's all that we need to do as well. In this invitation to come and see, it is just to be able to share our experiences uh, in what God has done in our lives. Um, and that is a part and parcel of this come and see. Uh, you know, uh, Pastor Smith uh, gave us that wonderful sheet of kind of topic starters, so to speak, uh, whenever we have this opportunity uh, to... Uh, uh, share our faith. Now, we don't walk around with that sheet in our hands, you know, 24-7 and uh, come up to a stranger and said, oh, by the way, can you tell me how the Holy Spirit has impacted your life? Um, but it is sometimes just having that opportunity uh, on the spur of the moment to allow the Holy Spirit to speak through us. Here's an example of what I'm talking about. Uh, I was uh, at Euclid Lutheran Church, and, uh, and so those of you who are at the Bible study, you've heard this story, but uh, bear with me. And uh, I was pumping gas at this uh, gas station, and uh, as I was doing this, I was a little bit startled because this little boy came up to me. Now, his uncle had just passed away, and I had done the funeral there. And this had been about maybe a week after. And uh, he says, hi, Pastor. And I said, well, hi, how are you doing? And uh, said, uh, I have a question for you. OK. And he said, uh, I'm a little puzzled. I'm not sure if he used that word or not. But um, my parents don't want to go see uh, my uncle at his grave. Why is that? Well, now this was not a question uh, that I had anticipated speaking that day. This is talking again about the flexibility of faith, uh, of just be willing to share what you know. And, uh, and I tell you, and I, and I make this as a, a statement of faith uh, that the Holy Spirit put this in my mouth. Uh, because, again, this was un unprepared uh, proclamations, so to speak. But again, it testifies to what we find in Luke about uh, the Holy Spirit uh, being there for us and to give us the words that we need to, to share. Now, this young gentleman had, uh, and he was about six or seven, had a can of Coke in his hand. And... Um, I uh, noticed that, and I said, what is more important, the contents of the Coke 
uh, in the Coke can or the can itself. He said, well, I'd rather drink the Coke. I said, good. Uh, and I said, what would happen if you take the contents of your Coke can and you poured that Coke into a glass and you took that glass you know, somewhere else in another room and all that remained was the Coke can? What's more important, the, the Coke or the can? He says, well, of course the Coke. And I said, well, that's kind of like the way your parents are. You know, the spirit of your uncle is gone uh, and the body remains. It is uh, more important for that spirit, the contents of the Coke, that is important rather than the container of that spirit. So you just never know when the Holy Spirit is going to give you whatever words you need to say uh, in a given situation. And again, I, I give complete credit to the Holy Spirit. That did not come from me whatsoever. And again, that's part of the thing. That's part of the way we uh, bear witness uh, to how God works in our lives. So today I invite you to look at that Gospel of John once again and, and see all the different things uh, that uh, God is pointing us to do in terms of being evangelical Lutherans, to be Epiphany Christians, uh, that through our intentional desire to share the good news, uh, that we may simply say to those around us in the coming weeks, simply, Come and see. And to this all of God's children say, Amen. You just heard a very special sermon from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church. We thank you for listening to the Shepherd Cast this week. If you are listening in the Northeast Ohio area, we invite you to join us for worship if you are able. Our services are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. You can learn more about our worship environment at our church by visiting sotvchurch.com slash worship. We are a church in service. If you wish to support our podcast, we hope you will support us by supporting our outreach. Whether the Spirit moves you to volunteer with one of our outreach programs, or you choose to contribute to the church in another way. One way you can support our church is through the Amazon Smile Program where the nonprofit of your choice can receive 0.5% of the purchase price of products sold while costing you nothing extra. You can get started by going to smile.amazon.com and searching for Shepherd of the Valley Evangelical Lutheran Church. Of course, we encourage you to keep up with our church at our website at sotvchurch.com. And of course, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SOTV Sandyville. We will be back with another message next week. Tune in then. Until then, we thank you for listening, and God bless.